Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, Season 5, Episode number 22. I got another solo show for you today, but I think I got something that's pretty good that is is going to be interesting. I, I'm trying to give y'all as much information and content, uh, valuable information, I should say. So today we're going to talk about how to translate your skill development shooting to the game. That's how to translate your skill development shooting to the game. I know that when I first started doing skill development um, 19 years ago, I was not very good at this. Um, I would have players come in and do a lot of shooting. They would make a lot of shots, but they were often struggling in the game. And there were two different types of players that I would work with that some could do what, what I had them do and they would make shots in the game. And then I would have some players that I could have them do what I was doing and it wouldn't translate to the game. And we'll talk about those different those two different types of players. But um, this is a I think it's gonna be a really good episode. I've got six tips for you to share with your players or parents to share with your your son or daughter. Um but y'all make sure to stay on on the show. I got some information. I have a. I'm excited about a a new um, service that I'm going to be offering for different players and coaches. And also, uh, I've been doing some things on Facebook that I think that y'all would be interested in. So y'all be sure to stay on after the show. I give you all that information plus how to get in contact with me. So let's get right on into this. How to translate your skill development shooting to the game now. What I was saying just a minute ago about how I would have two different types of players I would work with, uh, one type of player would can, can go through the, the, the sessions that I would put players through, and they would just do fine in the game. And then I would have another set of players that would go through the same types of sessions, and they would struggle. And the players that struggle, I would always think that it was the player. Oh, it's your confidence. You can't worry about it. You got to continue to, hey, you got to trust yourself. You know, you're making shots in practice. But what I didn't realize was that I wasn't properly preparing them for the game. Um, we we did a lot of shooting. They were making a lot of shots, but it wasn't translating over. So basically, I had two different types of players. I have the player that is only going to practice when it's formal. And so the only time they got up shots or they did any practice was when it was a formal setting, meaning uh, mom or dad says, okay, you got practice today with Coach TJ. We got to go to the gym at 5 o'clock. Or, hey, you have team practice today from 6 to 8, Tuesday and Thursday, and then we got Coach TJ on Friday at 5 o'clock. If, if this is during the summer and the off season, that would be the only time they would touch a basketball. If it's during basketball season, of course, they would practice every day and then maybe on an off day, they would come to me, but they wasn't doing anything outside of that. Those players would struggle. Um, and it was evident because they would come in with me and make shots after shot after shot. And then to get in the game and they couldn't make shots. Then I had the players that I could put through those same, you know, very similar drills, very similar training sessions. And they could make shots. And the difference was they constantly played, whether it was practice 
training session with me or going to the gym or going in their backyard or playing their friends, they always play. So they were able to get those quote-unquote game reps and it would translate over to the game. So it took me some years. It took me some some time to understand that I wasn't giving the players, I wasn't putting the, the players I was training in the best situation to be successful in the game. Okay, so we're going to talk about it. And, and you know, if, if you're a coach and you can't see how you've improved over the years, then that means you're being stagnant. So it's not an embarrassment. I'm not, you know, I'm not like uh, one of those guys or coaches that feel like I know everything. So I'm always trying to find ways to get better. And I think every coach should do that. So hopefully five or six years from now, I can look back and say, man, I didn't, I wasn't doing, I should have been doing this. This, this is, you know, this is better for my players. But before we really get dive down into, into my six tips, there's something that you got to understand. Uh, there's something that you have to understand. And what you have to understand is there are five different types of drills. Okay. Five different types of drills. And this is important because every single one of these drills are effective in its own right, in its own way. But we have to know what it is that we're trying to accomplish with the player to understand which type of drill we should be using. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go through these. I'm sure all these drills you've heard before, but I'm just going to discuss them real quickly. All right, number one, one type of drill is a block drill. Everybody knows what a block drill is. We hear coaches talk about it all the time. We hear coaches talk about how there should be less block drills and more uh, game-like drills. Um, But block drills have a place. Uh, It's great for beginners. It's a great way to work on your mechanics. It's a way... Great way to get up a high number of reps. So a block drill would be I'm going to stand in the corner, whether behind a three-point line or inside or at the mid-range area, and I'm just going to shoot that same shot over and over again. I might shoot 10 shots from the corner. Then I might go to the wing and shoot another 10 shots. And I may go to the elbow, shoot another 10 shots. And I may just do the same shot. It doesn't necessarily have to be a catch and shoot, but I'm doing the same shot, the same skill, the same technique, over and over and over and over again. Um, And that's something I used to do with my players. I would do that consistently over and over and over again. All right, we need to get up a lot of shots. We're going to do block shooting. We're going to do, and I didn't call it block shooting at the time. I would just say spot shooting. We're going to go 10 shots from seven different spots to get you up 70 shots. We're going to shoot four free throws, come back through it again. Now you're at 140 shots. That's cool, but it depends on what you're trying to do. So block shooting, just stand in one spot, catching shooting. Um, the other one that we got is random shooting. Random shooting. Excuse me, I had to take a drink. Uh, we had random shooting. So random shooting would be I'm going to catch on the wing, shoot a jump shot, go to the top of key, um, shoot a jump shot, go to the corner, jump shot, come back to the elbow, catch and shoot. I may go to the block shoot a short jumper. I may go back to the corner, shoot a shot. And so random shooting is just they're just random shots. You, you try not to shoot the same shot multiple times in a row. Okay, now, random shooting can be constant where everything is catch and shoot. Everything could be one dribble pull up. Everything could be a two dribble pull up. Everything could be a three-pointer. Um, but it's the, 
it's the same shot. So a random shooting drill could be everything's going to be catch and shoot, but I'm going to just go from different spots on the floor. Okay. Random shooting can also be varied, which means I can catch at the three-point line for a catch and shoot three. I can drift to the corner, catch and shoot. I can catch it again and go to a two-dribble pull-up. I can catch in a different spot on the floor and finish with a, a, a layup at the rim. I can run the half court and, and simulate a shot in transition. Um, I may get into a one dribble, change of direction, pull up. Then I may go to a post up. So it's random shots from random spots on the floor. And if it's varied, I can shoot a number of different types of shots. Okay. All right. So that's random shooting. Interleave is like multi-skills. We're working on a number of different things. So uh, I like to I like to think of it as continuous action drills. Where on one side of the floor, I may go into uh, pick and roll, right? I may come off of simulate a pick and roll, get to that free throw line or the elbow, uh, shoot the three-pointer. Go down to the block on the opposite side of the floor and simulate a curl to the elbow for the catch and shoot, okay? And then repeat. Or I may do something totally different. Or it may be I may drive and kick and then relocate, catch and shoot. And again, it could be random where, oh, I'm sorry, not random. The interleave can be constant where I do the same thing over and over again. Um, but it's mixing a number of different skills. Or it could be very where I... I Instead of me driving and kicking and making the same pass, I may make a di- different types of passes and run to a different spot on the floor and catch and shoot or catch and drive or pump fake one dribble or, you know, take a hard dribble, sidestep, shoot, just a number of different things, okay? All right, so then number four, we got decision-making. When it comes to decision-making, um, we're going to keep it – I like to keep it simple in the beginning, depending on the player and the skill and what we're trying to accomplish – but the decision could be when I pass it to you, if my hands are down, I want you to shoot. If my hands are up, drive it to the bucket. Okay? It could be as simple as that. Um, it could be um, if you flash to a certain area and I call out a number or a color, that could tell you something that I want you to do. So let's say you start on the wing, I'm on the wing. You run to the top, I throw it to you, I call out blue. You catch, blue means pass it back to me. So you pass it back to me and cut. Um, I throw it to you, shoot a layup. Or if I say red, you cut on the catch. If I say red, it's a catch and shoot. It's just a decision making. Um, It could be, you know, again, I could be one step from you, two steps from you, throw it to you. If, If I stay where I'm at, it's a catch and shoot. If I step towards you, you take it to the bucket, okay? And then it's game-like, quote-unquote game-like. The best way to simulate a game-like drill is is just to add a defense. You know, uh, what is the defense doing? What are they trying to force you to do? What what are they trying to take away from you? Are they playing you for the shot? Are they playing you for the drive? What is it that they're trying to do on defense? So those are the different types of drills. You got block, random, interleave, decision making, and game like. Those are the those are the five areas I or the five categories I like to put my drills in. So it helps me be organized. Okay. All right. So now 
We're going to talk about, and, and, and here's the reason why I talk about those, because when we're working with a player and uh, a player is struggling or you're trying to prepare a player for a game, you have to know what it is those drills are for. So if I know that if I have a player struggling and they say, hey, coach, every time somebody contests my shot, I'm missing. But if I'm wide open, I make it. So then I, I kind of know, okay, well, do I need to spend a lot of time with me standing underneath the basket, just throwing him passes, doing block shooting? Um, you know, do do we need to do more game like where I have a defender? You know, so it's important to know those, know those different types of drills and and what it is that they accomplish. Because when you get ready to do something with a player and you say, okay. This player needs to improve their footwork. You might do block shooting to hone in on their footwork, but then you might progress into some decision-making and into some game light. So, so we'll, we're going to get into all that. All right. First thing we got to do, first thing we got to realize is if a player is struggling in the game with their shooting, we got to figure out why, why is it not translating from practice? If they're being successful in practice, why are they not translating? Okay. And it could be a number of different things, a number of different things. Okay. First thing that I would look at if a player is struggling, if a player comes to me and say, coach, I'm struggling. Um, and it's different for me because I don't, I coach a lot of middle school, junior high and, and some high school kids. So they don't always have access to game film to where when I say access, they have access, uh, but they don't have access to where they can always download it and then send it to me. And I look at it and give them feedback. Uh, but I use the first thing I ask them is, OK, how's your shot selection? Are you shooting shots when you're covered up? There's a difference between being covered up and shooting a contested shot. OK, Um now, there are some late contests and there are some really good contests, but there's a difference between a player being covered up and a player being contested. So I asked them about their shot selection. Are you taking good shots? Are you open? And when I say open, doesn't mean that nobody's around you, but you can get your shot off clean. That You don't have to rush it. You don't have to change anything on it. Uh, but are you taking good shots? If you're taking good shots, then I want to know, are you on balance? Okay. Are you on balance? How's your footwork? How are your mechanics? How does your shot feel? If your shot feels good, you say you're on balance, you have good mechanics, then I'm thinking, okay, so if you're taking good shots, your mechanics are down, you got good footwork, okay, is there a particular shot or area of the floor that you're missing from? So if a player says, yeah, I have, you know, five open shots, from the top of the key, and I missed all five of them. So then I would either think, I said, well, okay, well, you know, it could be one of those nights where you just, the shot just didn't fall. Or I would add, then I would ask that player, I said, well, is this a particular area of the floor where you're going to get a lot of shots? If they say, oh, yeah, and this is where I usually get my shots from. Then I want to know how often are you practicing on that shot? If they say, oh, I practice on this shot every day in practice, 
and you just happen to miss the shots that night, then I, I would, you know, don't worry about it. Those things happen. But if you're not getting the shots up, then that's something we got to work on. Well, let's get up some shots with you from that area. Okay. Uh, is it off the dribble? Are you on the move? All right. Is it, is it based on you coming out of transition? What is it that could be causing you to miss these shots? And it doesn't always have to be that, you know, you're just not getting up reps. It could be some things that, that you're missing, you know, so you're getting up the shots, but you don't realize that you're floating because you're not on balance when you plant or, you know, your pickup off the dribble is not clean. Your catch is not clean. So that affects your shot. Okay. So we got to figure out why, why it's not translating. If you're shooting the ball good in practice and in games, why is it not translating over? Or if you're not, if you're shooting the ball good and in practice and you're making shots in practice, let's figure out why it's not translating over to the game. So that would be the first thing. Try to figure out why it's not translating. Now, if you coach a high school team, middle school, junior high, college, you know, you'll have access to that video. Hey, man, you know, so-and-so struggling. He's been struggling the last three games. I wouldn't make a big deal out of it if they struggled one game, if they were five for 18 or five for 14 or something like that. I wouldn't make a big deal out of it. You know, just, hey, tell them to keep shooting. Everything's good. But if it goes on for multiple games, then I may look at some film and try to figure out what's going on. Um, I will pay attention to how they're shooting in practice versus how they're shooting in the game. If they're on balance in practice, but they're off balance in the game, then I got to try to put them in a situation that's going to help them get ready for that game. Okay. All right. So why is the skills not translated? That's number one. Number two, we have to establish a goal for the training session. So what is it that we want to accomplish? And this is going to go back to uh, trying to figure out why it's not translating. Okay, so what do we need to what do we need to accomplish? Is their mechanics off? They elbow out, they're not following through, they're not snapping their wrist. Are they not lifting the basketball and getting their hand underneath the ball? Do they need to improve their footwork? You know, are are they are they off balance? Are they not getting back in their hips? Are they on their toes? Are they top heavy? You know, what is it about their footwork or their mechanics that need to be improved? And then we can work on those things during the during the training session. Is it their decision making? Is it a, they're taking bad shots versus good shots? Okay, you know, do we need to remove hesitation and doubt? You know, sometimes if a player misses a shot or two, they they hesitate because they become doubtful that they can make those shots. So once we know, once we have to we have to figure out first why the skills are not translating. Then we have to establish a goal. And then the third thing we got to do is I want to do, I want to make sure the mechanics are on point along with their footwork. Okay. So I'm, I love form shooting. I love form shooting. One hand form shooting. Me personally, I like to, I like to uh, start just a couple feet away from the basket. One hand, make five, take a step back, make five, take another step back, make five. Uh, then we started back over again with, with both hands on the ball, make five, make five, make five. So now the players made 30 shots. Uh, then once they get about to the free throw line, I toss it to them. They take a step into the shot, you know, and shoot. You know, so if they're right hand, I have them working on stepping left, right. 
step left, right. So they make five more shots. Um, so now they're at 35. And then I have them back up some. They, they run a couple of steps, catch and shoot. And we're still focusing on mechanics. It's not real fast. It's not game speed. It's not maximum effort. And we're exaggerating our follow-through. We're making sure we're back in our hips. We're making sure we're on balance, making sure we have good footwork, making sure we, we're lifting that ball and extending our follow-through the whole nine. And then we get into running, uh, you know, about three feet behind the three-point line, run to right about the free throw line, catch and shoot. We make anywhere between five to ten shots. Now, this is all block shooting, but we're, we're working on our mechanics if I feel like their mechanics are off. Okay, if I don't feel like their mechanics are off and we're going to spend an extra 10 minutes after practice, I'm not going to spend five or 10 minutes working on their mechanics and doing form shooting. We might do a little form shoot. We do an abbreviated version of that just so they can see the ball go in because it's a mental thing. I like to I like to play these mental games with my players. So I know as a player, if they're making shots. They're going to want to keep shooting because they're seeing the ball go in. Okay, so if their mechanics are on point. uh, So then what I want to do is number four, one thing that you want to do is add contested shots to the session. Add contested shots. So if you're by yourself, um, just you and the player and they're just going to get up some random shooting shots from different spots. You know, you may you may have a, you know, know, if you're five, ten and the person you're shooting with is six 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 seven you're not gonna really better get a hand up so you may have some type of stick or something uh toss it to them try to get a hand up and just have them shoot those shots over and over and over again and reiterating to them hold your follow through stay on balance it doesn't even have to be and again this does not have to be full speed maximum effort we gradually progress through this and we gradually pick up pick up speed Okay, so, you know, I like to add some some contested shots. All right. It may be a couple shots off the dribble. It may be some shots on the move. It may be just some some random spot up shooting. But we got to get some shots up to where they're being contested. Somebody's getting a hand up. And and the contest doesn't always have to be from in front of them. It could be laterally or it could be from behind. Just them knowing that somebody is running at them while they're shooting, okay? So we're talking about uh, how to translate your skill development shooting to the game. We talked about five different types of drills, and, and now we're getting into you know, some tips of what you can do. Number one, we want to we know why the skills are not translating. Well, number two, we want to establish a goal. Number three, we want to make sure the mechanics and your footwork is on point. And number four, we want to add contested shots. Now, number five... We want to progress into, into decision-making. Um, I think there's there's nothing wrong with shooting a fadeaway. But I think players have to know how to shoot a proper fadeaway. Uh, you want it to be on purpose and not because you're off balance. If you're off balance and you're fading away, you're going to have less chance of making it versus if you're on balance and your whole purpose was to fade away. So I think players have to understand that. Um, so we, we, we got to progress into some decision-making. Am I open? Should I drive? Should I pass? Okay. If it's a one-on-one session, if it's just me and the other player, they can't pass to somebody. 
So it's got to be, do I shoot it or do I drive it? Okay. If it's a group setting, I can add that pass. I can add if I catch it and I'm and I'm and that defender is more than arms length away, or he closes out with his hands down. I can I can shoot it. If they take away my shot, do I drive it or do I pass it? And then once they make the decision of drive it, now they got to make the decision of do I finish or do I pass it? And my finish can be at the rim or it can be off a pull-up. Okay? So there's always some decision-making that, that you can make in the, in the drill because that's what it is in the game, right? So if you're doing random... Random shooting drills, block shooting drills, even some multi-skill drills, you're taking away the decision for the player to make because you're telling them, when I pass it to you, it's a catch and shoot. If I pass it to you, this is what you're going to do. But now when we add the decision, that's what happens in the game, right? They have to be able to determine if they're open, if they need to drive it, they need to pass it, what they need to do. So we have to replicate that as much as possible you know, in our, in our practice setting. Okay, so we're progressing to some decision-making. And then number six, which is the obvious one, you're going to add a defender, okay? Now, when we add a defender, you can go live one-on-one or you can add that defender to give them a decision. Um, and there's kind of different ways you can go about doing that. Uh, you know, you can have somebody, you can get the offense an advantage, you can get the defense an advantage, you can, you know, have them start evenly and, and they end up, you know, you can get a defense, two decisions or two choices to make and the offense got to read what the defense do. There's a lot of different things that you can do. Now, when I was putting together uh, my notes on this and, and, and I was getting ready to, to start recording, I had a thought. I've never done this before. So, you know, if you're a coach and when we get done with all this this coronavirus stuff, I, w- I would like to see how this will work. But this is something that, that I kind of thought about. If if I coached a team, I probably would, would, would work on this more. I probably would do this. I probably would have my players, when they are by themselves or with a, with a teammate, I would have them do a lot of the block and random and multi-skill or interleave shooting. Okay, I will have even if we did it in practice, every time you're with a partner, you're shooting a contested shot. Right. Everything is contested, you know, not to try to block the shot. Not to try to, you know, block it or or to make it where they can't shoot. But I would have it to where. Somebody is always closing out on where you have to get used to shooting with with a defender. Right. But this is what I would do um, in a team setting, right? In a team setting, what I would have players do is because a lot of times what happens is we'll have players and we'll tell them, okay, you got the defense. Once you catch, if you're open, shoot it. If they take away the shot, drive it. And we always want them to finish, right? But we never really teach them if I come off a screen and I catch, if I don't have a shot, if I don't have a quick play off the catch for a drive, 
we we typically always have that player catch and still try to make a play. So why couldn't we have that player catch? They don't have it. Boom, pass to the coach. And then rotate. Because that happens a lot in the game, right? We talk about game-like drills. That happens a lot. A lot. There are a lot of times players come off screens and they're not open and they got to continue to play. They got to make the next pass. Oh, I wasn't open. I don't have a shot. I don't have a drive. I got to pass it. Okay, Even though we're working on shooting in the shooting drill, I wonder why we don't see more of that. And that's just a random thought I was thinking about. I thought about that earlier when I was writing down my notes. So, I, you know, I'm, I might try that next time I can get a group together. Have the player, hey, you don't have a shot, you don't have a quick drive, you got to pass it, and then we're going to rotate. You missed out. You got to be able to get open somehow, you know. So it's just, you know, it's just something I just threw out there. I don't know if that could work or not. I had never done it. Maybe there's a coach out there that's done that before. I don't know. All right, so that is it. That is the end of our show for today. Uh, Before I let y'all go, let's do a quick recap. We discussed how to translate your skill development shoot into the game. Uh, five different types of drills. That's block, random, interleave, decision-making, and game light. Again, block is just standing in one spot, shooting the same shot over and over again. Random is shots from different spots, and it could be constant. Uh, not con- Yeah, constant, where we, could, we still do the same thing, or it can be varied, where we're doing something different. So constant could be everything's a catch and shoot, or varied could be catch and shoot on one shot. The next shot could be off the dribble. The next shot could be in transition. The next one could simulate coming off a screen. Another one can be finishing at the rim or whatever. Uh, then we have interleague, which is multi-skill, where we're doing a, a multiple number of different skills. Uh, we have decision-making. Do I shoot? Do I drive? Do I pass? What do I need to do? And then game, like when we add, when we add that defender. And it could be a live one-on-one type drill, or it could be, when I say live one-on-one, it doesn't just mean I'm going to hang you the ball and y'all play one-on-one. Um, but the defense can have the advantage. The offense can have the advantage. The defense can make a decision, make a decision, and force the offense to do to read and 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 do something uh, counter what the defense does. So it's a number of different things we can do with with uh, the game like drills. So then we got into you know what you can do to help a player translate from skill development to the game, number one, if they're struggling. And this kind of deals with if they're struggling. Even if they're not struggling, these are some great tips to know. Um, shot selection. You know, why they, why they, why the game, why they're not translating from practice to the game? Is it shot selection? Are they on balance? You know, how's their mechanics? You know, is that particular shot or area of the court they're struggling from? Um, then we got to establish a goal. What do we want to accomplish? Are we trying to improve the mechanics? Do we need the footwork? Do we need the decision-making? Number three, we got to make sure that their mechanics and their footwork are on point. Um, so if they're on balance, they're follow-through, and their rhythm. You know, do they have a good rhythm to their, to their shot? Is it smooth? Is it fluid? Um, but then these last three are really what you can do to hone in, particularly on the, on the drills, to make sure they translate. We can add a contested shot. You know, we're not going to shoot open shots all the time. So we got to have someone closing out on us or maybe just standing in front of us, running behind us, clapping, doing something to try to distract us. Number five, we got to progress in the decision making. So the decision making, am I open? Do I need to drive it? Do I need to pass it? 
You know, am I open to shoot? What do I need to do once I make the, once I catch the ball? And then the last one is add a defender. And again, that defender can can um, you know make the offense. the The defender can have a couple of choices of what to do, and the, and the offensive player has to react off of that. The offense can have an advantage, or the defense can have the advantage. So it just kind of depends on what you want to do with that situation. So that is it. I appreciate everybody for listening. Before I let y'all go, let me let y'all know how to get in contact with me. I am I am active on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at MBNBball. Uh, so y'all be sure to, to check me out. Follow me. I, I typically give you a follow back. Only way I don't follow you is if you don't post anything. But if you got a few posts, uh, I don't get caught up in how many people follow you and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, just, you know... If you want to engage in some conversation or if you like what I put out there, please, please give me a follow. All right. Also, my book, the SDP or the Skill Development Playbook is available for purchase. It's available on Amazon as a paperback and as a uh, Kindle version, but also is available on my website as a paperback and as a PDF download. The PDF is three ninety. dollars $3.95. The paperback version is $9.99. And uh, you can go to my website, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. All the information about the book is right there. Also, it's got the different buttons. If you want to go to Amazon and take it directly, there's a button on there, take it directly to Amazon to purchase it. If you want to buy it directly from me, whether it's a PDF download or as a uh, paperback uh it's right there for you to be able to purchase. Also, something that I've been doing the past three weeks are Facebook Lives uh, skill training sessions, Saturday skill sessions. That's why I call them Saturday skill sessions with Coach TJ. Uh, my Facebook is facebook.com forward slash NBN basketball. That's facebook.com forward slash NBN basketball. So basically what I've been doing, just like last week, um, we worked on uh, penetration reads. So I gave the players some some ways to read the defense. I gave them some drills. Uh, every drill that we did, some of the drills, you know, you could actually use a basketball goal, but I know some people don't have access to a goal right now. So we're a little bit limited of what we can do, but I try to give the players something that they can do. So this is a this is a great way if you have players to not just do ball handling drills. I know there's a lot of people now doing these virtual training sessions and they're doing a lot of ball handling, pound dribbles and different combo moves and all that stuff's great. It's great. I have no issues with it because that means the players are getting better. But the difference the what I'm trying to do is is actually give the players some teaching. Other than just let's just go through some ball handling drills, some stationary drills, or some, you know, dribbling around cones. We're, you know, we're we're trying to work on some teaching, trying to give them some knowledge while we're at this thing, also. Okay, so y'all be sure to check me out. Uh, like my page on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash NBN basketball. Now, also, I know I have a, a people from all over the world that listen to my podcast, and I appreciate everybody that does that. I have a new service that I'm offering. Um, 
It is called Virtual Training Skill Development Improvement Plan, SDIP, Skill Development Improvement Plan Virtual Training. So what this is, is I feel, I really, really feel that, that players do not train on their own or practice on their own because they don't know what to do. They don't know where to start. They get frustrated and they'll just rather go to the gym with a trainer and just do what that trainer says and then go home, which is cool. I'm a trainer. I, that's how I make a living. But at the same time, if I work with players, majority of the players I work with come one day a week because a lot of my players do private training. They come one day a week. Every once in a while, I have some kids that come twice a week. Okay. When you are coming one day a week or even twice a week, you, are, you still have other days throughout the week that you have to try to do something. And a lot of players don't know what to do. So I'm offering a, um, a training, virtual training, that will um, help the player develop a plan, put a plan together, and be able to work out on their own. And there's different tiers to this. There's one, what I call the rookie plan. You know, we get on the phone, we hop on the phone call. Uh, you will fill out my skill assessment. We'll look at it. We'll discuss it. And I help you put together a plan. Then I have the starter option, which is uh, we, we you fill out the skill assessment. We hop on the call. I do the plan for you. Uh, we discuss everything. I put the plan together for you. And then you have continuous support and an accountability partner for the month. So I say, hey, this is the plan. Are you doing these things? You know, you know, I check in with you, whether it's through text message or whether it's through Instagram messaging or whether it's through email or whatever to make sure that you're on track for the for the month. And then the last option is a Hall of Fame option. This is this is a little bit of everything. Uh, now we're getting into not just holding you accountable and helping you with a plan, but I'm actually helping you along the way. So, you know, we can break down game film and you can send me clips of your training sessions and I can give you some feedback on how you look and what you're doing and what you should and shouldn't do. And then I also would give you workouts and drills. So that's just some things that I've got going. Um, I know this COVID-19 and coronavirus has got everybody kind of discombobulated <laughs> with what's going on. But um you can find this information if if this is something that, that you're interested in. Go to tjonesfirm.com forward slash virtual hyphen training. That's tjonesfirm.com forward slash virtual V-I-R-T-U-A-L hyphen training, T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. It has all the information on there about it. Um, if you have any other questions about it, don't be afraid to give me a shout. You can email me at info at tjonesfirm.com and I answer any questions about it. But I'm really excited about this because now players can have an option or, or you know, have an option for for them that can help them along the way. And it doesn't matter if you work with a trainer. If you already work with a trainer, especially if you do a lot of group stuff with your trainer, that's perfectly fine. It won't interfere with what they got going. Uh, but this is something that help you do some things on your own uh, throughout the throughout the week and throughout the month. So that's everything I got for you today. Again, I appreciate everybody. Until next time, thank y'all and God bless.